I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes they used to bowl kaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. Yo. Please make sure you're watching Black Panther's yes. Quest, you guys. Disney XD, y'all. Yes. I need to watch. Yes. Don't fuck around. <laughs> so y'all know how we're doing on the Rant Room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, sometimes politics, as y'all see from the wow. last episode. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. History lessons. Little bit. Politics, <laughs> history. What? How dare you? I got luck. I got my education. This isn't dinner. This isn't a dinner table. So you talk about the fuck we want. <laughs> Scream by this rant room, the just like I pictured. <laughs> so we got my girl back in the house, Lisa Bolakaja, yes. the street nerdist. Yes. The black gidget of Mission yes. Beach. <laughs> yes. You know that stands for girl midget, right? Yes. <laughs> Guess it does. <laughs> From the old days. Exactly. Oh uh, and I apologize. To little people Because I know yeah. that Before we call little people But in, back in the day It was the, the black gidget Of Mission Beach So exactly. There you have that Was she short Was No She um, was Well Sally Field cute. is little Sally, yeah, Sally Field. Field. Well she was the TV show version Was there some movies too Whoa. I only knew it from the TV I'm about What to, The movies are first What I did not know that Oh wait Sandra D right Yes Okay yes. Yeah But it's always Sally Field to me Right And then we We're interviewing Flying none We're interviewing the real gidget From Um who who is the story's based on the real surfing? There's a Gidget. real one. Yes. A real what? Her know. name is Kathy, and she's still something. working. She's yeah, working. Sometimes. She's still surfing. Yeah, she works at um, like I think Joffrey's down in Malibu, like one of those places. That, so yeah. she's on the beach. Yeah, she lived on. Yeah, the beach. she's just like a waitress now, but there. she still does. She something. stay there. She right. loves endless that summer. summer. Wow, mm-hmm. my life. Now we interviewed. That person, too. yes. <clears throat> really? Anyway, I do. We that's inter- the, do you know that's anybody the life? who's an icon listen, and surf? We've listen. Probably- that's the yeah. life I want. One day I will have that life. Mm-hmm. I will have enough money where I would go to different beaches and, and follow surf. the summers and surf and be at the beach and live my you life. Better hurry up! You got about twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> you got about Less twelve years before, right. before the beaches disappear. Yeah, there'll be different Damn. beaches. Let me put it like that. The beach <laughs> <laughs> in Nevada. You ain't gonna see the sand no more. Yeah, you go to Nevada <laughs> to go to the beach. Well, that's no, it. you'll yeah. see it. it and I just need my own and, person and, to moondog you to show up. And it'll definitely be an endless summer. We will have no more winters. It will be a global winter summer. Yeah. And then we got Chris Derrick in the house from writing directing team. The Derrick brothers. What's up, Chris? Doing good today. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I, like I love that. the positiveness. Yeah. <laughs> we did a reading for um, Chris and his brothers, um, one of the new scripts. Oh, and um, sweet. last week it was professional, it was off the chain. They don't play. It was good. And they got some game out of it, so they adjusted the script this week. Sweet. So I'm excited to see what y'all come up with for the next, next sweet, version. Sweet, sweet, sweet. For sure. And we got Big Bro, <laughs> Jeff Thorne in the house, showrunner, show runner, writer, yes. producer. 
It's Look, a, animation. Black Panther's Quest. Black Panther's Quest. <laughs> Wakanda Forever. Yes. Exactly. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm in the Chris mode. I'm in Chris mode. Good. I like that. I like that. That usually means you're making money when you feel good about shit. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm being creatively. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of stuff creatively. Right. I'll tell you all about it when mm-hmm. I'm able to drop. I've been putting up... Um, Little sneak tw- sneak peeks on my I Twitter. See, I see uh, all the beautiful photos okay. and shit. Yeah, and good. I got a little play thing happen at the end of the month. We mm-hmm. just talked about off <laughs> offline. I don't right. know if I want to pump it here yet because right. I don't know when this is gonna air. Uh, maybe like two weeks. Before, Probably around before the time before of the thirtieth. Around yeah, maybe around. Okay, there. so on the thirtieth, if you're in LA, we'll mm-hmm. be talking about nice. This play, I guess, we'll, I'll mention at some point in the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah you probably should, because this will probably drop before that. Okay, great. Yeah. And condolences, once again, to the Rick Grimes fans. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's just a dog with a bone with this. Uh, the Walking Dead. I can't tell if she's giving serious condolences oh, she or she's laughing. Listen. She hating. She's, she's hating. hating on that. Listen, because I'm, I'm just going to be really curious to see how they're going to be able to Sustain the show. Sustain the show. Well, is Michonne still well, on? Yeah, Michonne she's still on. Well, there you and, go. And let me tell you something else that's to piss me off. Okay. Oh, we got Uh-oh. the neck moving. He's literally doing the, the neck, neck swivel. And, the head. and I snap. Here and I snap. And I haven't snapped. seen that in a while. All right. All right. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> every once in a while, the queen come out, but very rarely. Okay. So, Trent, a few weeks ago, spoiler alert, her and Rick subliminally talked about the fact that they should probably have a kid. And then they made love. So now they're going to have a baby and so she'll like, have his baby. How this bitch going to have a... <laughs> Why would you bring a child Why? into the walking dead world on purpose? Why? I can see that's ain't an no, Ain't happening. no real black woman. In the dystopian zombie future. Any black writers in that room. How is she Would not be to... having no baby. I am no. How would you justify it? And also the you. period of time where you're immobile, you. that sword ain't going to do yeah. nothing for you. You, right. you sometimes and need yes. to cut and run. Right. Listen. Right. Listen. Well, you know, similar. We must carry on Rick's legacy. They have the little girl. In the quiet note. Look. In the quiet place. Look. What's that? I mean, the quiet place. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, well, so. Is it great? It's a great movie. But, you know, the woman's pregnant. After there's been a problem. No, that's insanity. Yes. That's, that's, I told you about my show I wanted to do. It was just called Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's, black, it's black people watching movies. You know, you, we know what the movie is, and we just watch them, and we put a little timer up, and the first black person goes, Nope. nope. <laughs> right? Because that's the end of the movie. there's so many movies, I'm like, why would you go upstairs? Why in the fuck But I heard something. No, it's even worse. You that's saw the girl. Out. That's you, why I leave. That's right. why I walk out I saw a Tentacle grab a teenage Listen, girl right. and drag her ass to the second floor. <laughs> I'll tell you, the last place on earth I'm going is the second floor. Wait, your show is okay. nope. Mine is no black person. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Nope. 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 We, I did this with Michaela. Me and my, uh, her, her and me and our friend Josh go to these horror movies and we just wait. We just time it out. Time my out. first nope. However many nopes you get in your horror movie, <laughs> yep. that's how bad your horror movie that's is. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say, nope. 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 <laughs> so cool. If you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. <laughs> so today, um, I thought we could do a little bit of craft. And of course, you guys know we're the rant room, so we ran on all kind of other shit. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about the end. Is that what you were talking about? Yes. Lisa? Because we always get, you know, we when we talk about craft and we talk about writing, we always talk about you got to have that ending that the beginning that just gets people engaged mm-hmm. gets you running and then we talk about oh trying to keep it together in the middle keep people sustained but i think it'd be good to talk about you know having that killer ending mm-hmm. you know you mean for a uh, feature for Features? both for both okay. tv, and TV film. And let me ask you something jeff do you remember and chris and lisa do you guys remember we had jeff thorne on <laughs> i can't remember i'm jeff thorne sorry <laughs> I don't I'm thinking remember. about it. It's all a blur. 
we had Paul Gio on. Shout right. out to Powell. Paul was talking about like he has he turns a page and he looks for certain numbers on the like oh, what's he oh, ta- so, what was that so he'll read oh, this this is like an old like like reader trick but you read the first ten pages you read like five pages in the middle mm-hmm. and you read the last ten pages because right. you'll see <laughs> if the if the way the character and if the, the way the writer has established the character to see if he's arced in the beginning like you can tell if he's arced by mm-hmm. the end of what the last ten pages are I mean right. it, you know if because if you fuck up to be you know it's this old Bill Wilder quote if you have like problems in the third act because you fucked up the first act yeah always the truth yeah you know yep. so. Yep. And that's because you didn't set your character up in the right way to arc the right way. There's just a whole, I mean the, the circumstances like mm-hmm. like all this shit has to be tied up. You know, it's like right. it's a it's a it's a wheel. Mm-hmm. The storytelling is a wheel. Mm-hmm. So you got to you know I mean the, that whole monomyth thing where the 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 hero has to come back mm-hmm. to the, the life that he uh, <laughs> that he left better mm-hmm. or worse, but he's got to yeah. come back changed. Right. And if you don't come back changed and which you can tell on the last 10 pages you kind of screwed up and, <laughs> and, and, and on the flip side of that too it doesn't necessarily have to be that character change but the people around him can change right. too the world the, the world, world can change right. yeah. unless the movie is taken in which case you come back exactly <laughs> the way you were right at the top and stayed all the way through you're exactly the same dude at the beginning as at the end and in the middle Right. Don't, mar- don't marry the Taken dude because yeah. family members always getting kidnapped every couple <laughs> years or so. The only so. arcs are your family members, and it's mostly screaming. <laughs> you know, it's just, there was the there was the interesting little Hitchcock quote about movies. It's like you have to have four good scenes and an ending. Hmm. And you know, you think about it, and it's like the ending is the thing that it just. So, is, whoa, 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 whoa. so uh, you know, since we're talking crafts, I might interrupt you. Forgive me. Where are those four scenes in the script for him? Then, if he's, do you, did he say? No, but 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 no. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and look at if you go, if, you, if you go back and look through movies that you love, mm-hmm. there's gonna be four amazing scenes. Okay, and then the ending worked, and you know, and the, that scene could be a scene at the beginning, could mm-hmm. be a scene of the first act twist. So you know, it, it could be wherever it is. Okay, but those, but but you, but you need <laughs> four of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what he's talking about, right. and a good ending. So you need like five amazing right. moments in your movie, and people, and then you kind of walk away satisfied. But most people fuck up endings. Like people fuck up endings <laughs> a lot on mm-hmm. movies. <laughs> and, really? Um, no, you're lying. Um, <laughs> and it's 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 tragic because you know who was telling me this thing about the way that with someone was saying to me a couple weeks ago that Hollywood doesn't have happy endings it has just endings <laughs> it and, used to have happy endings and just as injustice <clears throat> no just like we stopped it just, <laughs> it, it, it just ends <laughs> it just ends, ends. Oh, <laughs> we're done now no, it, go it, home go it, home it's, it's kind of like you get the ending that was that was deserved and mm. from what happens in the thing it's not, because and, and the point that she was making was it's why there's no tragedies in, uh, not no, sorry, but there's very few tragedies right. in American film because mm-hmm. that's an ending that doesn't feel right for our cultural, the reason why we go to the movies. Like, right. like we're like, what the fuck? Like, like, people all got killed and fucked up. Like, that shit fucks up, right. fucks up our experience mm-hmm. because uh, it's this thing that I was saying before about, like, that's what Demon Man was talking about in plays. It's like, when a play is a tragic ending, you don't get to escape 
what the play was talking about when you leave the theater. You actually think about that more about your own life hmm. than when the ending like like just happens and wraps things up in whatever it was. Because then you're able to like keep it distance. Like, oh well, that person had that happened to them and they did their good arc and then boom, and I can just go back to my fucked up life. It's or funny because we we just went to see. We're a little late. We went to see the Stars Born the other day, and I, I fucking loved it. And but it's a tragedy at the end, and I was like, I did not expect that. That's what they were going to do. She shoots Bradley Cooper in the face. Basically, does she kill? Jeff, does she kill Bradley Cooper? Basically, beat him to death with a guitar. Oh, definitely. Okay, <laughs> I want to see that. Shit. It's in that realm. Okay. Um, but I, well, you thought they were going to, you know, come together and everything. Oh, you never saw. You never saw the original. I've seen those four versions of those movies, but before. you know, I forgot. That's all. But I didn't remember this Enough. happening right, right, this right. way. <laughs> we'll always love you. Different movie. Um, <laughs> but is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good <laughs> <laughs> anyway, There's some similarities. I'm just clowning. Don't pay attention. No, no, but it's like... There's but, some similarities. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, and the, th- the thing is, is like, is, is like we always... Misremember certain things, you know. I, I just one was telling me one time, like asking people about what's so. What's the ending of Ro- the first Rocky? Mm-hmm. He wins, right? No, no, he loses because what he really wanted mm-hmm. was the respect. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. And, and, and the fu- and the respect was I can win the girl if I can show everybody that I can survive right. the fight. He doesn't right. need to win. He made the it fight. to the end of round yeah. twelve, fifteen, yeah. or yeah. whatever yeah. it was. He doesn't then. need to win. Right. Yo, Adrian, to, you know, what he won was the emotional, <laughs> the, thing. the emotional right. thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. the just ending, not the Back happy. Yeah, ending. Good you know, that's a good point because I was just rewatching, um, and you know, the new Creed is coming out mm. Thanksgiving, and I was just rewatching um, the first Creed, which looked like. Episode two or three of Rocky, Rocky. Ten, whatever. Hey, the hell. nothing wrong with when that. When he fought Dolph, yeah, hey, like that episode hey, four, yeah. Hey, hey, they they redoing it again in Creed two. They bring exactly. everybody back. Everybody's like getting Bridget, broken. Bridget, Bridget Nielsen need to be in yes. that shit too. Yeah, bring everybody's that back getting back broken in the next. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like, and and we were just having that conversation. I was like mm-hmm. talking about, and one of my. Uh, was looking at it. Oh, you're watching that? And I said, Yeah. I said, You remember the first Rocket? Yeah. Did he win? I was like, No, he did not win. And the first one, he got the ending. That his character deserved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like the happy ending that people were expecting. That's what I'm saying. It's the you, you don't, you don't it's have like happy ending. Yeah, it. but it was, was a happy ending him, to me though. It was about him and Adrian, and him trying to be a different kind of guy to uplift himself essentially, not just uh, physically and monetarily, but mm-hmm. morally to be worthy of her in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah. Everything hinged not upon the win of the fight, but as you say, the survival of the yeah. fight. To be like, oh, he was in a fight. Right, like that Apollo Creed was in a fight. That mm-hmm. was not just me coming up there getting punched around by the champ. Right, he knew he was in a fight. Right, so that proved everything. It was it was the satisfying character arc resolution. Right, right, right. right. Um, Let yeah. me ask you guys a question: When you guys are writing a script, what do you see? Do you see the beginning, the end? Do you see the beginning, middle, of the end? Do you see the entire story? Depends on the script. Okay. Um, and where do you start? Uh, if you're writing something that has a mystery component, mm-hmm. you kind of have to start at the end. Yes. because So you go backwards. You have to know I where you're go going um, in order to get there. Right. You can't sort of make up a mystery as you go. And why is that? Uh, well, I guess you could if you were a genius, but most of us aren't. So mm-hmm. part of the reason is that clues have to not only make sense, but that if you go back and watch the movie again, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, damn, I should have I known right. that. Mm-hmm. Right? But they also have to be hidden. 
mm-hmm. in a way that is clever. You can't really do that on your way to the end. You have to know the end for sure in order to do that properly. But that's very mystery specific. Right. Um, depending on the show, I mean, I sometimes. To, I, for me, first, I have to know my ending. I, I have to. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like once I know my ending, I can build up to it. And I always work backwards anyway, just to mm-hmm. make sure things, components are going up to it. Now, that doesn't mean that every now and then something surprises, some certain things pop up to the subconscious. <clears throat> My notes, you know, an idea comes to me. I have a dream, something like, well, what if this works? And I may have to shift some things around. But for me, I have to know the ending, and that ending has to, has to and, pop. And piggybacking off of that, how do you write backwards? Well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing, you know. Settle down, audience. children. I'm no, playing like, the audience. Literally, it's, like, it's like the cause and effect <clears throat> thing. Like, if this one thing happens, right. what was the previous thing that would create or cause that thing to happen? Right. And if this happened, then what would cause that to happen? And right. usually, I just turn it upside down. But. You know, a lot of stuff I like to write, which is sci-fi and horror. I think and horror is a lot like mystery. Like yeah. you gotta have that fucking ending mm-hmm. yeah. tight, mm-hmm. and then go back to make sure all the components work. Because I think it's a, I think writing horror and writing sci-fi is a very particular skill, and 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 you have to do it well in order for Tension it to, to work. Tension is that, that key. Exactly. Because <clears throat> right. certain things, like you can't just have surprises. It's kind of like the Alfred Hitchcock. Like you can have a bomb go off. Mm-hmm. Surprise! That's a surprise. Right. right. But the thing that makes it rich is when we see the bomb, they don't see the bomb, right. and right. that tension builds, and it just ratchets it up. Right. I think dramatic, that... Dramatic irony. Yeah, right? it's like right. that's the type of stuff that I like, and I think that's the type of stuff that that makes really good good horror pop for me. I, I was just thinking about The Summer, one of the few horror movies I saw that was, well, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Summer, but even though we talked about like some things that didn't work for <laughs> it, but it was just something, that, that ending of that movie, which mm-hmm. was chaotic and weird and crazy, yeah. I feel like when I was going back and, and reading and, and watching the interviews of the, the writer of that and the creation of that ending, it's such a perfect ending from the beginning. Like, it fits. Even though it looks like crazy, you don't really know what's happening. It actually does make sense. It, right. When you go backwards and you go from the ending and work your way back and see every little thing he put in there, mm-hmm. it works. And it just, I mean, it's just such a good horror movie. Some stories are explorations, too. Like, the writer's trying to examine something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think film lends itself to that sort of writing as much as, like, writing a book does, just because of the nature of the way films are made. Right. Uh, at some point, you have to have the blueprint to hand off to somebody. Mm-hmm. But, well, I can give you some examples. <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I, don't, I don't think the medium lends itself. It right. can be done, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, in those situations, I don't start with anything but a question. Mm-hmm. Like, what would happen if? Right. And then you start writing a lot of stuff, and then it starts to turn itself into what it needs to mm-hmm. be. But I don't really work like that anymore. Uh, so do you, do you still outline and all the stuff or um, do you are you do you just like make some bullet points what do you what yeah you if I have a finished idea that appears and sometimes you get just like oh my god I gotta write that right. like you already have the whole story in your head mm-hmm. uh, then it's just bullet points because you don't want to take the um, what's the word you don't want to take the immediacy out of right. a script you never mm-hmm. want to be writing something just because just to match exactly the outline right. No matter what, you right. always want to add something or tweak something or whatever because right. it's active. It keeps. I, I mean, yeah. I do twenty and thirty page outlines, and I'm. It's never exactly the same. I still it shouldn't be. I'm like, well, yeah. that don't work yeah, right here. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good thing right over here. <laughs> it's a puzzle. You know, you what write mean? if you're writing for TV and you're not the head of the show, and even mm-hmm. if you're the head of the show, your outline does have to match your script match exactly, unless. Ooh. When you write the outline, mm-hmm. you tell your boss in a note form or in a right. phone call or whatever, I know this was the outline we agreed upon. <laughs> Everybody signed off on the original mm-hmm. idea. I had this notion. And then the boss can say yes or no to that, right. which you don't have to write a new outline. You just know on scene, whatever, you're going to modify this. Mm-hmm. Where, where I found, and I know we're jumping a little bit, but in, for that example, like mm-hmm. e- even in the script that I wrote for, for our episode, 
I found where I can show my voice is mainly in descriptions. Mm-hmm. That's where I can do my thing. Sure. You know, even though it's still, it still make it feel like it's theirs by little, like they might use ellipses and I don't. Right. So I'll do that. You right. know, whatever it is, I'll keep that so it feels like it's theirs. Right. But the way I describe things still you, are me. Right. And I never forget one of the assistants came in here. I could tell you wrote that because I could see you in there. Yep. Even though it was still there. Yep. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Right. I think right. it's you a good thing. You know, it's <clears throat> interesting. I mean, like to me, writing the outline. So I can kind of see the whole structure of the story, and then you just and then it's always going to change. But to me, the outline allows me to be able to see if I change this point here, then I know I can I got to change it here. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, or I might be writing, and then you know, like if you have the story in your head, there's always the details that, that that change things. And, and and that detail can change when you're actually writing the script mm-hmm. or if you just, you know, like, or, or if you're working it out. I mean, a lot of times I bullet pull the out, I just do bullet <laughs> points because that flexibility of trying to figure out what the scene is going to do mm-hmm. is like where a lot of the fun is. Right. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, oh, I mean shit. Right. Yeah, you got to oh, keep it alive. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, what, what if we did this instead? And, and, and invariably, like, you come up with a line that will change some shit. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, hold on a minute. Oh, uh, here we go. You know, yeah. <laughs> that changes a lot of how, how, you, how you, you might even conceive the scene, you right. know. Um, or you even write the scene. Because you wrote in the outline, and then once you've written out the thing, you're like, I didn't need this scene. I covered this information in other stuff. Mm -hmm. But you don't necessarily know that until you've, I mean, to me, unless you've mapped mapped it out. I mean, like, I feel you have to have the map, but the map is not, but the map is sand. Which which is always a big issue for me when it comes, especially in television, Mm -hmm. where you have to write your story area to turn it into the studio network. Mm -hmm. And then you have to write your outline. And and they're like asking you for things to put in the outline that you put in the fucking script. Well, it's like, you know that, what I mean. It's it's always writers like, have been bitching about this since we've had television. No sense. Yes, they they want everything to be wow, right? And <clears throat> uh, or no, not all of them. The ones that are usually new or not that bright right. or both. They don't understand the art they, of reading them, right? Like <laughs> a two page document is not going to be wow. No. An outline is really just an outline. Like right. no one's trying to shine an outline. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get the thing across. Right. And then you read the script mm-hmm. and you go, oh, damn. Whoa, that blew up. Or right. the, he's sleeping with yeah. her. And, They're not the same thing. Right. I right. thought the dog was the good guy. You know, right. that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but the thing, too, when you're writing in that vein mm-hmm. is you're not writing for you. In particular, you have to write outlines in television, certainly, probably for features that are studio driven. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, imagine. That's because part of, part of your feature. Right. right. People have to sign right. off on things right. like yeah. You never get in carte blanche unless it's straight up just you. Even in books, I had to. Uh, Deliver some version of an outline to an editor, so they like they're not just waiting cold. We had some lunch, <laughs> right? Well, I plan to do this, and I might kill Worf. You know, like wait, what? Go back to that Worf thing. You can't kill Worf. No, it's necessary for my story, my amazing story. I'm going to tell. You're not telling that story. They need to have the opportunity right. to tell you no, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, well, particularly if you're working with a property that's not yours, your own. you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, with features, yeah, they really want. You know, you go in and you pitch it and you walk them through the story and then they want that treatment, which is like mm-hmm. a, a, a more 
uh, and you got to kind of wow them a little bit in like it's like a selling like on the selling document. They're yeah. like, "Fuck, I'm going to do this," but you still know, you know, and you got to throw in your bits of dialogue and stuff like that, yeah, just to keep them because they that, don't know. That's a thing nobody too. knows. We should say this when you're writing for yourself on spec. If your process doesn't include outlining, okay. Okay. Right. Like the, but John August doesn't, yeah, doesn't whatever outline, your whatever so your yeah. process is to get mm-hmm. that script ready, that's allowed. Yeah. Everything's allowed. When you're writing on somebody else's dime, however, you should cultivate the ability to do that when necessary Quickly, because it will too. be necessary. <laughs> yes. It will be necessary yeah. because they mm. need to be able to sign off on stuff right. yeah. or not. Right. Well, yeah, but right. you know, I mean and and cuz you know, they're going to give you notes anyway. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even if you get the script back, and it's like they're going to see something that they signed off on, and it, and it wasn't executed in the way that they saw it. Different thing in their head. And so, therefore, yeah. you either have to like repitch it, or you got to rewrite it in a way that's clear to them to keep. If you want to keep your idea, you know, I mean, the plus is all that shit happens. So people give you notes. I'm not sure how it is in television per se, but in features, a lot of times people will give you notes at the thing, and you mm-hmm. may disagree. And just not do them and just tell them you did. They don't know. And they don't know. Because they're sitting there just throwing out ideas in the no, meeting. TV doesn't work like that. They're like, that. hey, man, you know, it could be cool if we saw this and this and this. And, just, and you're just like, that's in the script already. Mm-hmm. Did you not read it clearly? Or did Probably you, or, not. Or, or, or sharp enough? Like, that's a tricky thing about, about a lot of stuff is, like, subtext is hard to... To convey to oh, people yeah. who aren't writers, mm-hmm. they never get that shit. And that's, Especially and that's, when they're very literal people, when they take yeah. everything literally. You know, and, and <clears> that's that's the first thing that actors are like, get this shit the fuck. I, I'm not gonna. Well, how do I say this? Yeah. You know, yeah. I can do this in a look. Yeah, I don't need this. You know. Well, that's a good actor saying and, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I need this words. I was just thinking about something. I was just thinking about something. I well, think speaking about the ending, maybe we need to talk about Act Three to get to the ending. Mm. Well, I mean, a lot of movies that are successful have terrible Act 3 problems. (laughs) Terrible, terrible, terrible Act 3 problems. The easiest thing to write is the beginning. Mm -hmm. The hardest part is really the middle, usually, because that's sustaining and starting to tie up the knots. But you're right. People don't spend a lot of time on their innings. They think, oh, that's, you know, this is what will satisfy. I'm going to say something that's going to get people angry at me now. Um, I'm going to say this in advance. I loved Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I loved Wonder Woman. I saw Wonder Woman three times. But that but ended. The third act of Wonder <laughs> Woman <laughs> is a, it is the aftermath of a great party mm. that I didn't get to go to. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it is not a good third act. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think anyone who's sober will agree. It was not bad in the sense that uh, you couldn't say it was poorly written or poorly executed or anything. It was just so pat right. compared to what the rest of the movie was setting itself up right. to be. And what we were talking about, a just ending versus a, uh, a happy ending, that did not fulfill the movie's promise. Um, whatever you want to say about the overall experience, mm-hmm. that third act was a problem and it needed work. And mm-hmm. it's often the sticking the landing, which can make a, a project live or die. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about, we didn't, but I've been talking about... Uh, What's that show on Netflix? Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love this thing. It's a great ghost story. Mm-hmm. Some people think the pacing's a little slow because they're expecting sort of slasher movie mm-hmm. speed. Right. It isn't that kind of a story, so that's your fault for expecting that. <laughs> but it's difficult to string a story that long, keep suspense going, uh, and then, and they've, I feel they did, stick that landing mm-hmm. because you've set up all these things in, in the first you, but... half of the season. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are emotional character 
family related things nothing to do with the monster mm-hmm. right <clears throat> and then at the end once you resolve the monster issue whatever the monster mm-hmm. issue is there's all this other stuff the audience doesn't know that they are feeling right mm-hmm. they're like they don't know except from the absence right. they'll only notice it if you do it wrong mm-hmm. right which is how did Melissa and Beth culminate their relationship did they get married did they mm-hmm. kill the puppy together whatever <laughs> it is whatever they whatever the thing that was there and has been sort of sustained throughout the story if that doesn't get paid off, the audience will feel the absence, even if they can't articulate right. that absence. So and endings are very important. That's why I love that you brought up, and uh, forgive, give me your thought. I love that you brought up, you have to ask yourself that question. Like, it has to have that question at the beginning. Like, will the character do this? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Because you'll know by the end, if they've done that thing, so right. then you know that they've grown or not. Well, you know well, what I mean? Or shrunk. Well, or that's shrunk. that's yeah. the whole yeah. thing about movies, is that movies is you're asking a question... And use the writer, use the filmmaker, and you, you know, like ending it and making it, that's, that's you answering it. Right. And if you don't answer your own question right, you kind of messed up. It's like a knock-knock joke with no one saying anything after who's there. Yeah. You're kind of <laughs> like, well, what, what the fuck? I mean, I mean I was trying to think of a movie that I saw of late that I didn't, the ending just was like, like what did you do this for? The last thing I saw was the first man, uh, hmm. which had like a decent ending. Which is, you know, I mean, like what the fuck? Yeah, that's what there's. I mean, was that Spike Lee movie Miracle and whatchamacallit? Oh, uh, Miracle and St. Anne's. Miracle and St. Anne's. I felt that that had third act problems, massive yeah. third act problems. Right. It was a great setup and a great middle. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what, what? But this isn't what you told. You didn't say we were going to. I thought we were going to Disneyland. Why are, why are we in Vegas? Like, <laughs> I didn't want to go to Vegas. Yeah. It was a long ass drive, man. Yeah, yeah, well, you know? yeah. I mean, because I mean, what did I? You know, it's like a, a, you know, like a great movie that does that is um, okay. So Saving Private Ryan has got a, is, is an interesting story, right? Because it starts off, you see this old man. He walks up to this to this uh, uh, um, grave. He's old, an old man, right. and it comes in. And the first person you see that you recognize is Tom Hanks. So you think it's his story. So you think it's his story. And then it rolls out. And when everyone fucking dies, and then it fades back out to, to, to um, Matt, Matt Damon's story, you're like, oh, fuck. That's Private Ryan. That's Private Ryan. It's right, right there in the title. They told us at the beginning. They told us at the very beginning. We walked in. They so saved that's me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns around, you know, and because and, and I think when he's looking at the gravestone, you, you don't see, yeah, you don't right. see whose name it is. Right. You come back and you see it's Tom Hanks' name right. on that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, which is, a, you know, a great, but at that point, like, he's dead already. You know that. But it's like, that's the movie that you asked yourself, are they going to save Private Ryan? You know, are they? Because right. it's like, you know, because... I think that director has a future. You know. <laughs> could be... He all right. He all right. <laughs> could a, be a, a little mean, rough but, edges. But, but see, seriously, that, that movie has a tragic type of ending to a certain extent. Yeah. They all fucking get killed. Like, mm-hmm. they all... Get they all sacrifice they, they all sacrifice oh, that's one dude, one dude you know, right. yeah I hope it was worth it and I private a, Ryan I hope he had a but life what, that was see, worthy that's what what's his name says in the movie like, that's what um, um, that's what fucking Ed Byrne says he goes this is not fucking worth it we, right. you know, what are we doing fucking wasting our time you know it's, it's fucking crazy and that would have been the black person's line <laughs> yeah and then they would have got shot right after <laughs> exactly. like, and we're doing this for who it'd be like nope you know I, I'm thinking about in terms of like great like why certain movies that we have and those of you who are listening, think of all those movies that you love, that you watch over and over again, that stand out to you. 
And typically, it not only didn't have a great premise, but it's that ending mm-hmm. that was powerful. Like one of my all-time favorites, I don't care what nobody says, I'm going to talk about all the time, is fucking Godfather. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning of that movie, the question is, is Michael Corleone, you know, right? is he going to be able to be this normal dude? Because the whole point is that the family is trying to get out the business. The other sons are fuck up. Sonny, right. gangster. Right. Fredo, it's oh, Fredo is not going to handle it. Yeah. So the hope and you can't the dream. Give it to like, you can't give like, it to Connie. It's like the old slave days. The hope and the dream of the family. <laughs> you know, and Michael's the hope. Michael is the one that's supposed to be a senator one day. Right. We're going to be sp- clean. We're going to be clean. He's and, and that's the premise. Like, most people ignore it. But that's the premise. Is the Corleone family. Yeah. Gonna make, going, this gonna make this trip and gonna become true American citizens, the good the, that they want to be, they aspire to be. Or, or <laughs> more of this shit. More of this shit. <laughs> Another generation of this shit. Even worse type of shit because yeah. that scene with the, the, the opera scene, the opera cutaway, that's yeah. like Jesus listen, Christ. Listen, and then when you get to that ending, when you see this journey, and you see, and like we literally see, like it's one of the rare term movies that you actually see the character. We see the line. The character crosses the line, and if you know the movie, it's the scene where he goes in to go kill all the dudes yeah, at the restaurant. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's it. In that the captain, moment, the captain, once he yeah, crosses that line, yeah. his life is forever over. Do you notice how much he breathes? He breathes into yes. it. Yeah, he takes a breath and goes like. Got to do it, like. Yep. And once he crosses that line, gets <laughs> that gun from behind the little. Yes. yes. Going to the toilet, goes in there, and the rest of that movie is basically, you know, fulfilling that new destiny now. Because mm-hmm. we've already answered the question: Is the fact? No, they're not going to let. How they're going to end up? Well, are we getting at the idea that every, not every, but most of these stories we're talking about are a question essentially at the yeah. the base of all these stories Absolutely. is some question that needs answering, and it answers <laughs> it satisfactorily. Yes. And sometimes we ask a question. And we don't. Think of a movie right now, if there's anyone uh, this year that you saw that. Great premise, things was going, and then that ending was like, God damn it. <laughs> That's every movie. That's, every, That's almost every movie. movie. I, I know, it's so sad. I unfortunately I just saw one. Or, a fa- or, or, <laughs> or one where it just it could be something from the past or an older movie, too, that you thought, man, it was. And then. Right. It didn't. It usually. Didn't. Well, it's destiny. Usually, and Chris and I talked about this before. It's it's somebody who doesn't know how to handle Act Three, mm-hmm. and they wrap it up too quick. Mm-hmm. It's like all this shit is like taking its time in mm-hmm. Act Two, and then all of a sudden Act Three, you're like, oh shit, let's just do this and this and this and this and this, and boom, we're over. It's like, uh, what no. happened to all that pace you guys were doing before? Right, right. All of a sudden, <laughs> okay, we're here, we're done. <laughs> all of a sudden, it just changed. Get out. You know we need mean? new people in the theater. Yeah. Get out. Get out. It's like I'm trying to. Th- I mean, like I'm I mean, I'm, like the, the 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 movies that I see that are bad. They're just bad from jump, and God damn it. <laughs> there was no hope from the beginning. Um, Ten I mean, minutes in, you knew you had made a mistake. Exactly. I mean, like, like, so like I said, I saw First Man, which I really liked. Wait, First Man, is that the one about the moon? Yeah. Yes. With yes. The, the one that nobody saw? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was shocked. I, I thought it was coming out later, and I didn't realize it had already come out, yeah. and nobody went to see it. See, this is what's interesting to me. The Ryan Gosling movie. What's his right. name that yeah. did uh, La La Land? La La Land. Yeah. So it's a really, really well-made movie, but I just don't know if anyone was interested in seeing that film, or when it came out, or if it's really... I mean, I mean here's the thing about it. That's a story that we know the ending of. We know right. the ending of that. But so what? That's we, like Apollo like, thirteen, and that's an amazing movie, and we know the ending no, of that. No, well, no, because that. But that, that's a story that people didn't know about. But we knew that. Right. We know Neil Armstrong ends up and alive on the moon and comes shit, home. All that shit. I mean, it's everything well, about okay, it. Well, okay, I've seen the movie, but if it's kind of like the Rocky paradigm, though, right? If we already know all that, then the movie should be about something other than that. Like emotionally, it should be about something. It else. It is about something so else. So does it pay it's, off it's, that it's, thing? I mean. 
It's you know what the story is about. How does this man sacrifice? He kind of he, he kind of like willingly sacrifices his home life in Everything. a sense to to right. to, to I mean to, to to achieve this fate that you know this thing that, that we all wanted. I'm to trying see. to think of the last movie you know? I even got but, to but, see. But see, here's the thing. But the, the movie I saw before that. Was that movie with John Cho, The Fucking Searching? Oh, is that great? That's Everyone a great, that's movie. great movie. Okay. Great awesome movie. Awesome fucking movie. Great awesome movie. movie. And it's like, and I think that. And it fulfills its promise. It fulfills its promise. And what's crazy is, is that that's a story that, that even though it's told with a gimmick where it's all told through social media type of stuff, like, <laughs> you know, like it's always on a screen. Even if it was told as like a regular thriller, it still works. It still would work okay. because of what's going on. And it's just, it's just an interesting way to look at it. Why looking at people's iPhones and iChats and Facebook pages and stuff like that? And if you ha- if you, you know, haven't seen it, spoiler alert! See the movie. I'm just letting you say it. no. No, if you haven't seen it yet, stop. <clears throat> go see the movie and come back. Because if you want to talk about searching, the premise of the movie what got me. Of course, the trailer already had me hooked. Like I was ready to give my coins. Right, y'all didn't have to do the trailer. Y'all just said, wow. "Come see this movie now." I'm ready to come see it. And that ending. Even got me surprised because, of course, the whole time you think I was going to shot too. Listen, oh! wait, wait, I have not seen this. Oh, Don't spoil Damn it. it. Damn it. <laughs> now I'm going to go. Damn it. The last movie so, I saw so, was Mission Impossible. So <laughs> I've been working. Hey, Shut hey, up. That's a great movie, too. Hey. But, 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 but so, for instance, okay, here's something interesting you bring about pacing and everything like that mm-hmm. and what's going on. Is, is, is that I saw Equalizer 2. Mm-hmm. Washington? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting movie because. I don't know what that movie was trying to do. Hmm. Um, and I say this because I enjoyed the movie. I wasn't like this asshole in the, in the movie. But it was like a weird well, what's film. The, what's the premise of Equalizer 2? That way we can be on the same page with you. So the, the premise, premise is he's the, the same guy from the, from the first movie. Someone hires him to equalize. Uh, no, no, no. Like someone, <laughs> uh, a friend of some has passed, uh, uh, Melissa Leo, who's okay. in the first movie. She gets killed. And he needs to find out why she was killed. And but the, this is where the movie's interesting because the movie's built as an action. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop. What the fuck is it? <laughs> but no, no. But, but the film, the, the, <clears throat> the film is built. The, the, and this is why I thought it was an interesting movie. It's a, the movie's built as an action film, but it's more of this introspective journey. Because there's, there's all these shots that feel like it's out of some European cinema where he's like. Where he's trying to like he's trying to come to grips with what's happening in his life, and there's this weird side plot where there's this kid he was kind of like dealing with who gets who gets caught up in, in like the gangs and stuff like that, and it's just it's like the the movie is not anything that you expect it to be, and it has this ending that is takes place at, in this <clears throat> storm in this small town. And I just was like like this is the movie I think that's interesting about it. It doesn't really ask a question. And so therefore it doesn't a- so therefore it doesn't answer a question. Okay. And so therefore you just watch it and you just kinda like It's just a journey. It's, it's just, just a journey. journey. It's okay. just a journey. And it's interesting that way it's not like it's a great film and I, and, and I wouldn't say, Oh, like the first one was really good, like I come back and see this one. But I watched it and I just was kinda like, What was this movie like actually trying to t- ask me, tell me? And it left a couple of huge things like like unresolved too. Mm-hmm. I haven't know? seen it, but a lot of these, especially action, especially <laughs> genre movies, mm-hmm. they can get caught up in the bells and whistles of a movie, right? Um, I think the rise of certain subgenres is a, a testament yeah. to that. Like, I don't do body, por- I don't do horror porn. I don't okay. do that sort of grinding you, mm-hmm. cutting people up for the sake of. And it. I do. Uh, <laughs> now, you may have a more nuanced view. There may be some of those movies that are excellent, and some of them are less than. 
But for me, I've also seen my last slasher movie. Human centipede, no. No, don't, nobody needs to. <laughs> the, only reason, the only good thing about the human centipede movies is thank God those guys are making movies okay. instead of actually doing this okay. shit. Right. Um, but I'm not going to see slasher movies for the same reason anymore. Mm-hmm. I've, I've already seen them. Is that the people making the movie have something other going on Right, I want to do these effects. I want to see these kills. I want to do all this stuff, and they think because that's what appeals to them that that's enough to make a movie out of, and it just isn't. Mm -hmm. People like you can tell the difference between a good quote unquote slasher, quote unquote good slasher movie, and a quote unquote bad Bad slasher slasher movie by the relevance, the weight of each death. Right, if the characters are literally just bowling pins for this dude or lady to come in and knock down. That's going to be an unsatisfying slasher flick. However much you like gore, you're going to be less satisfied right. than when your friend Becky and her puppy get burnt <laughs> up in the furnace. That's Becky and the puppy that you care about. And I think with movies, what you're describing is they're probably competing agendas that have nothing to do with the making of the actual story they're trying to tell, especially in movies like that, where it is a heavy genre, where we kind of know what we're getting. Then there has to be something going on in the movie that isn't just Denzel with a gun running. Even John Wick has other things going on, and that whole thing is him running around shooting the shit out of people. Well, yeah, I mean, I, like that, I think that's the difference between John Wick and Atomic Blonde. Oh, don't hurt my Atomic um, Blonde. Atomic Blonde, to me, was like... I interviewed that guy, he, the maker of the, that, the, the writer. Yeah, the, the Atomic Blonde, to me, was the director wanted to do... He wanted to do action scenes. Mm. And he wanted to do action scenes with a woman that competed with John Wick and competed with that old could, that born could, and, that could play and, on that and, level. And born and, mm-hmm. and competed with an old boy. I mean, look, there's a really interesting action fight scene in the, that's on the staircase. Oh in, God damn! In uh, in Tommy Palmer, mm-hmm. interesting. It's a, it's to me, it's it's not as cool as it is as I think it would be because. You watch it and you go, this is digital and it's stitched together. If that movie was done 20 years ago and they pulled it off right. like on film, you'd but be like, played, what the fuck, man? Like, that, see, that's I, done it practically, right? That's, that's a nuance yeah. that I, you as a filmmaker are getting that I didn't get as a viewer. Uh, I know they made a big deal of Charlize doing almost all her own fighting in that. I know she did all her fighting. So the fact that there's digital component is making me go watch and rewatch it because I didn't. I didn't get that watching the movie. Well, we, but, but see, he, he, it, it felt practical, though. It, it, it felt practical. Right. It felt practical. But see, at that point mm-hmm. in the movie, I'm not in the movie. I'm watching how it's made at that point because okay. I don't care about anything mm-hmm. because they didn't do anything that made me go, to go, I want to know what the fuck is going on in this movie. I, I wonder because it scratched my Black Widow itch. That was made at a time when there was no Black Widow yeah. movie on the horizon. Right. Yeah. right. And yeah. frankly, if you look at that movie and take Charlize out of it and put uh, Homegirl in, and change uh, the American to Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's the Black Widow movie. Yeah, it's just a straight much. up Black Widow pretty movie. Yeah, I mean, so it's possible much. I brought in extra with me right. to fill in a lot of these blanks that weren't actually in the movie. I don't know. I wanted to see. Here's the thing. I wanted to see that film, the Black Widow movie, like that. And and I, and I wanted the same thing when I saw Red Sparrow. I haven't seen which it. I was like, you guys know how to do this because you do it with Born. Okay, but you, when you do it here, you don't. Make me. I just didn't care enough about the situation. Well, think about you know that's a good example because the born books and the born movies are not the same. <laughs> no, okay, not at all. But the question of the born identity, especially, is what the hell is going on? Yeah. What am? Why am I like this? Why are all these people trying to kill me? All this? What the hell is going on? And you answer little questions 
throughout, little incremental yeah. questions mm-hmm. throughout to keep you like right. pushing forward. And then the resolution comes at the end. Here's who you are. Here's mm-hmm. what it is. And it's not something he keeps saying out <laughs> loud in the movie. It's just those are clearly the essential questions. Mm-hmm. And they all get answered. Either it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The answer is it doesn't matter. You define who you are. Mm-hmm. But he has to get there. Right. right, or here's who you are. Your name's right. Mike Smith. It's not really Jason Bourne, and you did this and this. You know, movies that that avoid that for the fun of the, spect- the spectacle are always unsatisfying. They just always are. Yeah, because yeah, I, because like I, like can't I, I, the, I can't think of the last really good action film, and I, especially the spy films. I love them. I mean, look, except for I mean, look, I love the Mission Impossible movie. Well, you know, yeah, but, but it's qualified, right? You you, know, you but, love them for what they are, for what they are. But you know, but <laughs> but you know, but it's movie six in the franchise, yeah. and there's all this kind of stuff that's going on that I'm just like, okay, I get it. There's this and this and this, and I feel like when you do a Red Sparrow and you do Atomic Bond. You get a chance to kind of say, "How can we create something new to 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 to, to start a franchise?" Right. And I just think the choices they made were like, "Not good ones." Not do this. Well, let me ask you this because I had not seen Red Sparrow, which I'm guessing is also <laughs> the fill in the blank Red uh, Black Widow movie. But uh, oh, it's even worse. Do you recommend it? Like, should I go watch it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Okay. No. Uh, that, that's, <laughs> See, no, this this is why because it's like it's an attempt. I feel. For they wanted to do Black Widow, and they had to jump on it because it's about a Russian. It's literally called Red Sparrow. Of course, they wanted to do Black Widow. It's it's everything about it because it's like, look, she's a ballet child. They send her to this this special school. Special school. They do all this kind of stuff that's like interesting, and I mean, that's like let's just pull everything from Black Widow's like origin. We won't call her Black Widow, but they don't execute it in a way that makes me find. You said this just a second ago. Oh, and it's a. You know, and, and and then they do something that I thought was really fucking stupid. So I fucking hate when they do this. Is that, <laughs> is that we talked about this before? It's like they cast. Um, uh, to uh, me, the casting was probably the biggest no, issue. No, no, but here's the thing: they cast Jeremy Irons in this mm-hmm. movie. He's got a small role in the beginning of the movie. Okay, and I'm like, so they didn't even utilize what okay, the hell is yeah. he? Oh wait, no, no, he turns out to be he, something major, because right? There's some, oh, because there's okay. someone they don't know who the fuck it is. But of like, course, it's Jeremy fucking like, Irons. You put him in the movie because it's Jeremy Irons. Irons. Like, if you put him in the Why movie, would he do this then, movie? Yeah. Why would yeah? Oh, that drive insane. So, so you already knew going in, like yeah. I've I've, I've watched five minutes of a cool mystery, and then you know what? Then, then you burned it. But wait, you said this a couple minutes ago. <laughs> That's like me in. They're trying to start a franchise. Like, cast her. Out That's what know. happened with the Mummy remake. You can't decide to start a franchise. A franchise is something that comes from the success of something. Yeah. Yes. Iron Man one. Yes, they put that little stinger on the end, but there was no grand plan. That was just like, ha ha, check this out. Right. right? That was not just wait till Iron Man 5. That <laughs> okay. Because that okay. was a promise. There was no such thing as that back right. then. Right. So you can't claim that that was the big plan. Yeah. Maybe a hope, a distant hope. Right. But come on. And even then, the best you were going to get is another Iron Man movie. They weren't thinking about all this yes. other stuff. Because it had never happened before. So if you're setting out to make a franchise, that's going to fuck with your storytelling ability. Yeah. Because it's yeah. just movie one. Right. Instead of, like, The Matrix is a perfect example of that. They don't need any more Matrix movies. They did. Now, okay. hey, now I like the other Matrix movies. I know I'm in a, <laughs> some kind of a minority, which is not really true because they're huge successes. Whatever, everyone. But uh, McDonald's is a huge success, but they ain't got I the best burgers. Damn. Damn. <laughs> they got billions. People go in on this show. Billions. But look. 
The first movie, if you never see any more Matrix movies, <laughs> it's you're satisfied. It's perfect. Because it tells a complete, it, it answers all the questions. I just want to say something before you leave. Okay. So you were talking about horror a minute ago, just thinking about the endings. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest mistakes that a lot of writers do in horror, and we talk about this a lot, is they always feel like you were talking about sequels. They always feel like they have to make it end on, oh, and then we know the baby is now the demon, whatever the fuck, right? No. They always have to show you that it, sometimes There's it's a fucking standalone here. movie. Just kill everybody and sometimes then figure it out. Sometimes it's a movie as itself. Yes. Right? It's just in the like yes. of the shining where dude is right. in the photograph and you're like, how the fuck what does is that, that happen? Right. Never can answer, motherfuckers. Right. Bye, peace. End out. Of the, <laughs> end of the, or even the end of the thing. How about this? That's the perfect. end of the John Carpenter's The Thing ends with a new question. Right. Yes. Which one of these guys is a human being? And we don't need to know. We will never, never tell know. you. Never <laughs> telling you. There's some story about that. Right. that there's some story where there's some story. Oh fuck! He was talking about that on some interviews. Child's thing. lived. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because that's not Child's the original lived. ending. You know, Child's is a man. That's Child's lived. You know, lived. Child's made it out of there. I, 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 you, Jeff has to go. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that was the <laughs> shoot of that. I can't remember. Crazy. Wait, is that three o'clock? No. no. Remember the time change today? It's one o'clock. Yes. Okay. The time change today? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that clock says two, but it's really one. No, it's. Yeah, I think that's it's right. It's going to bite two. No, that's one forty-three. Yeah, so it's correct. That's correct. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. we're fine. Um, I, got, I got two more minutes. I got okay, a couple more minutes. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the things I notice that happens in horror a lot is mm-hmm. people always try to make. The, I read some people send me these horror scripts and I read the end. I'm like, why? Because they're is so there geared, a sequel? They're so geared, and it's just like the book world. They're so geared to making sequels because they're thinking we're gonna just right. tell this is the a franchise. No, no it is. Just tell the complete story. Right. And let if the franchise that means, have later. Let it be later. Star let us, Wars. Yes. Ends. Right. Yes. The Matrix ends. ends. Right. Iron Man well, yeah, 1 ends. ends. That's the great thing about Star Wars. Great thing about Star Wars. If there's no more, if there's no Empire and there's no Jedi, mm-hmm. that movie ends in a way that leaves a very fucking question that makes you go, what the fuck happened to Vader? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, well, no. He but, spun out into the darkness <laughs> and in theory he died in space. In spa- yeah, Hello, you think you're like, well, does he survive? What's he going to do with all? Because we know that those, the X Wings can go into like hyperspace. Right, but, 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 can, but, he but can the TIE Fighter? We don't really know. And, and where's he going anyway? Was he going in all those kinds of It's a great ending, but it almost doesn't matter because. The, because the rebels having that ceremony makes us feel good. Yes, right. and when it's and over, we're we, like, we're, good, we're done. Yeah, we're we good. accomplished our goal. Right, accomplished mm-hmm. our goal. Yeah, right, right, right. Sleeping right. with my sister instead of that guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why just just to put it in, you have to figure out what that question is right. and answer it or. Tragedize it. Is that a word? What's the word? Tragedize? Yeah, it's a new word. The project word. You're allowed to make it up. The project word. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, just don't get bogged down in the bells and whistles of whatever genre you're in. Don't ever make the decision that this is cool, therefore I don't need to really write. That I don't need, really need to put something underneath it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't tell them on. Your zombie movie's never about zombies. If right, you think it is, then you shouldn't right. write a zombie. It should be about right. the people. Right. right. But even if there's even if it's only zombies, right. it's still not about zombies. Yeah. It's about something else you're using zombies to tell me the story mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Right? It's mm-hmm. never they're always it's always a metaphor. <gasps> always a metaphor. By the way, yes. I thought I saw this. This could be wrong. Uh oh. This the, before you go. I was watching like the over the series like trailer on like the whole series was coming up on Walking Dead. I mm-hmm. thought I saw. I had to snap. <laughs> I had to snap. Shut up, Jeff. I thought I saw somebody looked and the zombies were like, they, they were ducking and dodging from the zombies. And the zombies went, where are they? 
<gasps> and Talking I went, zombie? The bitches did not speak. I went, oh, shit. They haven't well, showed it yet. Zombies talk now? Evolution. Oh, the evolution. Evolution will get you. I was like. Oh. So we can negotiate So it's now. almost like the, where the brains. I was yeah. like, yeah. oh. Please yeah. don't eat me, zombie. Yeah. No, no, your food. I'm, I can talk, but I'm just going to say the same thing. Your food. So, um, fuck. Every week I keep waiting for it. I'm like, did I just see that in my dream? Or did you make what it up yourself? I, I don't know. I, know. So, I, know. I was done. Uh, anyway, yeah. so where you at, Jeffrey Thorne? Uh, I am at JeffreyThorne.com, and I'm also on Twitter sort of at this thing called Bespoke, B-E-S-P-O-K-E, plays, part of a series of plays that me and a bunch of writers and actors are just putting on because, damn it, we should. Mm-hmm. Um, low cost, mm-hmm. uh, 10 bucks, and goes to charity. Good. Uh, nice. each, each, each play is a different charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's coming up at the end of the month. It's called Dark People. What day is? Uh, the November... 30th and then the first and second so after that weekend Friday to Sunday okay, yeah. okay. after of course after Thanksgiving because I want you all awake mm-hmm. um, and not thinking about other stuff and I'll come in and uh, harass you about my new big comic book project uh, yeah. uh, nice. I'll be dropping it I'm loving all the, all the, the illustrations promos. and shit you do they're off the chain dude I got some good artists <clears> on this thing it's gonna no. be great and also tell people they need to be watching oh Panther. yeah oh there's this little show I'm doing on Disney XD <laughs> called Black Panther's Quest I really recommend you watch it it is not the movie it is not the comics it is something a whole family can watch it is a different kind of thing mm-hmm. Marvel has really done has gone out on a limb with this show. They really let us experiment a lot with the kind of storytelling. They didn't promote it very well. I don't know. Maybe I'll just say that, but that, I, don't know. I feel like I hardly <laughs> ever see it anywhere. That's not my department. I don't know, but you know. Uh, I, am, I am outside of the marketing <laughs> arena. I do not know what their plan is. Uh, or if there is one, I don't even know. They don't, they don't consult me with those things. Um, but it is a good freaking show, and you guys will be well rewarded to watch it. Uh, and you really do have to watch it. You can't just check in. Like you're gonna have to binge it if you watch one episode because yeah, we've it, been blasting for like the last like yeah. two months mm-hmm. at least. We've been using it as our thank you very much yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. you. Don't even know, yeah. uh, but each episode is a chapter. Yeah, so you have to watch them all, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna go back and go, wait, that was a clue. That person, <laughs> well, I thought that guy was with them. Right. You know that yeah. kind of thing. And I, I really applaud Marvel for letting us do it that way. Mm-hmm. And I hope Can you, you shout guys, out some of the writers in there. Uh, Kayla Cooper. Uh, now you're gonna put me on the spot. Uh, Mark Henry. <laughs> I just said some of the writers. Brandon uh, Easton. Brandon yeah, if you Easton, don't remember them all, we Brandon love y'all. Easton, Margaret Dunlap, mm-hmm. Eugene Sun. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Zach's is that, Zach Crayley. Mm-hmm. He's, he's coming up this weekend. And there's a bunch of people who are going to come in on the back end that aren't in this first half. We're going to have a mid-season sort of nice. winter break. Okay. Uh, so there's a couple of the writers who don't show up as writers in the uh, first half, okay. uh, which we'll <laughs> talk about them later. Okay. Uh, it is a wicked fun show. Good. That's um, what's up. And also big some guest stars y'all ain't y'all ain't ready for. They already okay. announced Mark Campbell okay. and Stan Lee, but wow. y'all, y'all ain't ready for what we're bringing. That's what's up. Where you at, Chris? Uh, at uh, DerekBrothers dot com and at unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Lisa Bolacaza back on in the Twitter. house. On Twitter. What hey. fresh? What fresh hell is this? So you know, hey. I'll be in there. Get back into Saturday night. <laughs> what you uh, write? What you sci-fi. working on these days? What you I actually for? finished a book. What? That's why I kind of disappeared. Hot diggity. Can you tell the people what it is? I ain't telling y'all nothing. No, oh. I got to let it sit and rest. Okay. I got to yeah. let it rest. I got to let it marinate, let and then I have to go back and start doing it. Yeah. And then I'll let you guys. Can you know. just tell them? Is it horror? Is it drama? Is oh, it's horror. Okay. It's horror. You know, it's horror. Supernatural, <laughs> crazy. So yeah, one hundred fifty thousand words. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, so I finished it. So now it's like, okay, I need. A when you're break. ready, we're gonna blast it. We're gonna talk about Hey. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, and now we have to go back and start trimming. Right. You know, 
but sometimes you got to go in and just disappear and knock that shit out. That's what's up. Okay. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. <clears throat> Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, please go on our new Patreon page. Right, Chris? Right. This, and the link will be on the show notes. Once again, I'm going to give a shout-out to our new patrons, to Skylar, Ezel, Melvin, Todd, and Lawana Richmond. We yeah. appreciate your thank support. You, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Everything helps. Um, I'm getting on there, too. I'm going to huh? get on there. You're going to jump on there? I'm going to follow you. Well, we can't hear it. I want, want the people to I'm hear. I'm going to <laughs> follow. 5000 a month. What? You need to stop. Yes. <laughs> Good. I'll get that I new wish, car. I wish I was balling What's like that. that new car I want? <laughs> Y'all heard it here. Okay. Yeah, no, I do not say any of that. I do not give a dollar amount. Uh, who, who that is? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, I got sir. the videotape. Though. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, shout out to Paul Gill. We got to have him back whenever yeah, he Paul. Come back to L.A., you know? man. I know. Where's he at? He's out there. Oh, Louis with his I know. He's chilling. Oh, well. Louis. Yeah, the kids back from school yeah. and shit. That's yeah. good. Anyway. Kids. Um, this is work. Yeah, man. So things are good, man. A lot of good shit going on. Everybody's got stuff. A lot stuff. of good shit. Yeah. That's good. A lot of good I like shit. that. Uh, yeah, that's what's it. So everybody joining me. Y'all know how we're doing on the <laughs> Rant Room. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, too. And on Instagram, whatever. Uh, everybody joining me. Y'all know how we're doing on the rant room. Wait, wait. Can I tell you one of my kitty jokes? Here we go. <laughs> what do you, go ahead. What do you, come on now. Go ahead. What do, you, what do you call a giraffe on top of a mountain? What do you call a giraffe? I have no idea. On top of a mountain. I don't fucking I got know, man. I'm not. Jesus Christ. Some kid made this up. I know. Lost. What? <laughs> wow. Hire that kid. Look at, look at Pamela on the field, pretty much, at the game, at the Rams game. Ah, look at you. What? Is it cold there? Yeah, Is she in New Orleans? She's in uh, the Rams, I think. Is that the Rams? Yeah, but they're playing in New Orleans. She's in New Orleans for that. Oh, yeah. yeah occasionally, it's it gets cold right. in the South. Every once in a while. Yeah. A little black ice on the ground. Yeah. Ain't nothing. A little bit. Yeah, little bit. black ice. <laughs> they don't know about no black ice out here. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? Black, Black Panther's Quest. Watch the show, people. We was loud as fuck on that one. Child. Peace, y'all. <laughs> well, I'm going to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.